Hello everybody, welcome back to episode 4 of Get Stronger, Live Longer. With you today is Kay Baker and Darren Baker. Hello everybody! How are we all doing today then? I'm not expecting a reply because you're listening to us. Actually Leo just said, what about me? He's participating, he's there goating you currently. He's, he says he's contributing a lot but he's just passed out on the sofa at the moment. He's in the funniest pose. He's basically got all his bits on display. He's, he's got everything on display. Thanks, mate. Yeah. He seems happy, though. He's all good. So, subject today is don't trust the government with your health and take control yourself. Yeah. It's looking after your own personal health and not putting it into the hands of others. And um, it's very important because if we look at trends at the moment, we are unhealthier now than we've ever been for, for such a long time. So with all this, all this technology we have and all these uh, medicines we have, we're more unhealthy than ever. So Yeah, you'd think it'd be the other way. You'd think we'd be like living forever by now with yeah. all of the science and research being put into all these things, but we're not, there, are we? There's no doubt improvements have been made in certain areas, but it's deteriorating in so many other areas yeah. that generally, overall, our health is getting worse. Mm. So we're getting becoming more unhealthier. And why do you think that is? Well, there's numerous reasons, but I think the point of this conversation is, I mean, we talk about, okay, so I said, you know, don't trust the government with your health. Well, the NHS is in a bad way at the moment. I think today I saw there's a 7.6 million waiting list. Bloody 7.6 million waiting list. So my point, or our point about taking control of your own health, well, there you go. There's your answer straight away there, unless you want to go on a big waiting list. Now, Again, don't trust the government with your health. Well, they've made so many mistakes in the past. Um, think about fat. Fat's bad. Do you remember we were told well, we fat's bad? We were on the podcast last yeah, time, weren't we? Exactly that. We were told fat's bad. Don't consume fat. It creates heart attacks. Um, it's wrong. That was just absolutely wrong. And I can remember a stage where there was a, a, a fat loss pill. Again with A. I'm trying to think of the name of it. But you took this pill and basically it stopped your body absorbing fat. So people were eating, carry on eating all the crap food they normally eat and taking this pill and their asses were actually leaking fat. So uncontrollably, uncontrollably, they were leaking fat out of their ass um, because they thought fat was that bad. And, you know, obviously what they should have done is changed their diet rather than just take a pill. So we were told fats are bad and, and they're not bad. You know, if we look at our food pyramid, it placed grains and breads as the most important. Yeah. <laughs> and grains and breads and things like that were more important than vegetables. They were the yeah, they were the they were the bottom of the pit of the pyramid and vegetables were above that. Then they placed fats as what you shouldn't consume. Well, fats are essential, you know, they're essential. Mm-hmm. The bottom of the pyramid, where they tend you to eat more of, carbohydrates, breads and pastas are not essential. You don't have to eat carbohydrate. Don't need it. No, there's no nutrients in there for you at all. You don't need carbohydrates. You need fats and protein. Now, I'm not, as we said before, we're not knocking carbohydrates. They're amazing, but they're not essential. But that they made that the most important thing. So the government have given us guidelines. Cholesterol, again, you know, cholesterol is a massive uh, topic that they, they've been using. But you need to look into that more. It's not what you think again. So I don't think you can trust the government. And they seem so far behind with nutrition. Yes, I mean, and they've got so much to contend with already. Why would you want to be part of that list? You, you wouldn't get the care that you really needed. 
that's what I worry about. If any of us do actually need help with something, we would, it would take a long time for us to actually get it. Yeah, and especially when it comes to nutrition, the, the government very rarely talk about it. No, it's just strange. It, it's the most important thing. Yeah. You know, you go to a... I, I've trained doctors and I've asked them personally about their training on um, nutrition. And I've heard it was half a day. And when I actually said to the doctors, I've heard you have half a day training, they said, well, it's a bit more than that, but not much more was their reply. So GPs are not really trained on nutrition, which is the most important factor in our life. It's really. your fuel. It's, it's everything. And I strongly believe a lot of the illnesses and diseases we get today are from the foods we eat, because we eat so many processed foods that are not good for us. It causes numerous problems with the body. Yes. So I think the government guidelines are not great. You know, they don't talk to you about nutrition. When you go to the doctor with issues, they don't ask what you're eating. You know, no, what do we what do yeah. we start with? What's your diet like? Yeah. So Number first one question. You ask, what is your diet? What's your like? diet like? They don't even ask that. They want to put you on medication. They they want to they they, they want your medication to stop the symptoms and not actually look at the problem. So let's let's go down the road of IBS. So irritable bowel syndrome. Um, most people have that nowadays. But say you've got IBS and you go to a, a doctor. Are they actually going to... Oh, okay, okay, what is IBS? Irritable bowel syndrome. Okay, what is it? Well, that's what they call it. That is it, it's irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, yeah. What What's causing my problem? Yeah. What is it? But they very reluctantly look at the... the source. Un- underlying, the source the of the source problem, of the underlying the of the problem. Yes. They, they don't look at that. They... Um, You've got IBS. Let's put you on some medication. Yeah. To to reduce the symptoms. So you're putting a plaster over the problem, but yeah. actually going to the root and fixing the cause of it. Why are why why is your bowel in trouble? What, exactly. What's, what, you, what are you eating that's causing this? Yeah, it could be something so simple as a tomato. Yeah. You might be eating tomatoes, and they might be upsetting your stomach. Take out tomatoes, you're absolutely fine. But they don't do that a lot of the time. They just put you straight on medication. They skip a few steps. Yeah. Like if, if you're eating well, your diet's nearly perfect and you've still got these problems, then it's worth looking down that road. But until you've fixed your base diet, then you can't start taking medicines and stuff. Food is the best source of medicine. And again, you know, the start of this uh, podcast, we said don't trust the government with your health and take control of your own health. Mm. Well, there you go. So if you get IBS-related symptoms, the simplest thing you can do, but doesn't cost anything, it is difficult, it's hard, that's why people don't do it, is place yourself on what's called a FODMAP diet, F-O-D-M-A-P, a FODMAP diet. And basically, that will take out the foods that cause issues with the gut. So you have to take them out of your diet for a period of time, and then you can add them back in to see what affects you. Um, it's simple, cost-effective, it is hard. But it's a great way of finding out if there are any issues with intolerances you have to certain foods. So, you know, you could start there rather than just go straight on medication. But as we know, people don't want to they put any work bothered. into it. No, they can't bother. They want an instant fix, like yeah. everything. And, and the trouble with a lot of these drugs is they, 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 they put you on a certain drug and that drug causes four other problems. Yeah. They don't tell <laughs> you effects. up front, you know, they, they say, you know, take this. Okay, I'll take that. But then you find out you get three other issues from that. You go back to the doctor. Well, I'm getting all this. Okay, we'll take that as well as that to compensate for that. But initially, it was the, the initial medication which caused a problem. But they don't, they don't think, they don't talk to you about that. They just want to put you on more, more drugs. Do you reckon they're scared to talk about diet and food? 
Well, maybe because they don't have the knowledge, and not all of them. I'm not knocking all GPs, but many of them don't have the knowledge on nutrition. I mean, have you ever seen a truly healthy general practitioner? Well, <laughs> I've not seen one healthy one, really. No. No. I mean, the ones we see are, are obese. Um, you know, Just one in smokes. Their office chairs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how many to- how many members have you heard that they went into the GP with an issue and the, and the GP Googled it in front of them? You know, so you've heard, heard that so many times. It's not yeah, just saying yeah. that, we've heard that so many times. So you're, you're trusting these people with your health. And I don't think you should. I think you should take a grip of your own health. Take control yeah. of your health. Take time. Do your own research. Go out and try and fix it yourself first. Yeah. And don't just rely on the government to help you because I don't think they're that interested anymore. No. I think the you know the healthcare is it's deteriorating. It's getting worse. Seven point six million waiting list. I mean, you can't talk to anyone anymore. Um, when I was young, you could literally call at eight o'clock in the morning. You'd be in there by eleven thirty. Yeah. I mean, now you call in. You have to wait two days for them to call you back, and then the doctor calls you back after that, and then it's just. Well, it's because it's watered down now, isn't it? The amount of people there are with issues, they can't give that quality again. They've got they've got robots online talking to you, and it will go. It will come to AI. Yeah, you will. Well, yeah, pretty much. You're, you're already yeah, there, you, isn't it, you really? will have an app, and you'll yeah. contact the NHS, and there will be artificial intelligence interviewing you, mm. just going for a series of questions before you know before you even talk to someone. So they haven't got to contend no. with anyone. But there's no care. Where's the love and care? You don't get any love and care and attention with no. an AI. I was always told when I trained doctors, one of the first things a GP looks at when you visit them, number one is a visual, a visual look at that person. How do they look? That's number one, I think that was. Number one, how do they look? Because you can tell a lot from looking at someone, their, oh, yeah. their eyes, you know, just the way they look. So number one was how do they look? That's gone. You it's can't see through a phone call. No. You know, you don't know how people look. Again, you're missing those first steps. The human chemistry of sitting in front of someone, and as you just said, you observe them, and you get so much from looking at someone, but that's taken away. So skipping the first few steps, immediately just go into diagnosis. Yeah. And, and, you know, as we are both very emotionally intelligent, you know, within a few minutes of us talking to someone, we kind of know their life oh, story. Oh, you know exactly what we they're know what they, You know yeah. what they're doing. We know, we, you learn a lot from the first mm. few minutes of meeting someone. Well, that's gone. That's gone now. So you really can't see what that person's trying to... Uh, the information they're trying to pass over if you can't look in their eyes sometimes. But that's gone. So um, so uh, it, it really is time to take control of your own health. You know, literally, if you've got an issue, look into it. As you say, do do your own research. It's all out there. All the information you need is out there. Well, you've just got to search we it. heard, the GP seemed to Google it. Well, yeah, they're doing it. You, you may as well do it. So, and try and find out information. And... I'd advise that even if you are going to go to the, the doctor, gather information first. So when you talk to the doctor, you have all that information and knowledge. So when they say to you, do this, you can say, well, I've done that. I've tried that and it didn't work. What's next? And that will shock them into actually paying attention to you. Yeah. Then they actually want to, if you've, if you've given them less work in a way, then yeah. yeah. So it, it's literally find out a lot about your issue first and then try and fix it yourself. So when you do go to the, the GP and you discuss that and they say to you, well, you know, you need to do this. Well, I've done that. I've tried that one already. Oh, okay, you need to do this. Well, I've done that as well. I've tried that. Yeah. So you can get straight to the issue. You save yourself a lot of time. Yeah. 
You do. So it's worth researching just for that. Because you don't want to be treated like a monkey, which I have in the past. Speak to you like you don't know anything. If you go in there already knowing a lot about your issue, they can identify with that and you'll get help a lot quicker. Yeah. Well, we've had that ourselves, haven't we? Yeah. We've had issues where we've actually... Uh, I've When Cade was young, um, we had a problem and uh, Cade tried to sort it himself. And in the end, uh, I went in with him. We went in together and I literally said to the doctor, didn't I? I said, look... we've tried this 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 and this we're not asking you to tell us there's nothing you can do we're asking you what's next we've done all this we need to know now what is the next step forwards and it shocked them didn't they didn't know what to say no because we actually went in with ammunition and um we end up getting what we wanted from them but initially Kay just got fobbed off didn't you mate because you were young they just like can't help you see you later yeah yeah Uh, you did get fobbed off yeah so I think it is worth researching before you actually even approach the doctor sometimes. And yeah. that's a trouble. And that's a personality as well, as you rightly said, Kate. Everybody wants to fix themselves. They, they don't want to do anything. They just want to no. take a pill and have it done. As, as I mentioned before, in one of the previous episodes, we live in such an instant world. Everything is instant. You can text someone instantly. You get shopping delivered to your house, order food. Everything is instant. So when it comes to ailments and injuries, people think, oh, Instant fix. I'll go see an osteopath, chiropractor, physiotherapist. But there's a you have to do do it yourself. There's self healing. You have to change. There's a reason why you've got the problem. You've got to identify that. So go through your daily life, day to day activities, your work, what you're eating. Just go through the day and think. Well, what could possibly be causing this? What? Why have I got IBS? Why? Why have I got this? I need to figure this out. So take time and actually think about your daily activities and that's where you should start yeah it's normally the little things you oversee and a simple thing sometimes we have members in here and they come into us and um, during their first session they explain they've got bad knees their knees hurt and then we start training them and we turn around and we say to them you've got hypermobility what do you mean what's that look you're doing squats here look at your knees when you when you come out of the squat you're snapping your knees they're going back slightly that's where your pain comes from well, I never knew that. Okay, well, there's a simple fix. When you come out of the squat or you stand up, slow the movement down. Don't snap your knees. Just like a piston, slow it down at the top. There you go. Problem solved. Problem fixed. Just Problem like solved. As simple as that. Rather than going to the doctor saying, my knees hurt, and the doctor not actually saying, looking at their flexibility, just giving them medication. Oh, doctor, I've got bad knees. Oh, okay, take these painkillers. They come to us. Hey, boys, I've got bad knees. Oh, okay, let's see you move. All oh, right, you've got hypermobility. Yeah. All right, stop snapping your knees at the top. Start doing this. Problem goes away. There you go. Oh, it doesn't hurt anymore. I can stop taking medication now. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think, yeah, a point we're trying to put through is don't instantly go to the doctor with a problem and expect them to fix it by giving you medication yeah. straight away. Um, it, it, it is easy doesn't always work because they be, could be giving you medication for something you don't need. Um, Using an actual example, a real life version of that, we had an, an older client once and she used to go to the bowls club every week. And when she used to bowl, when she stood up, she stood up really fast to make herself look really youthful in front of all the other oldies. Yeah. And then she was hypermobile and she was getting dodgy knees. And then she identified that after a while. We are, we we actually identified that for her. And how old was she? S- I'm really late sixties or early seventies. Yeah, 
So she's in her late 60s, early 70s, and she, she didn't even know no. she had hypermobility. So it took us to tell her at that age, no one had told her. All her life. And she was, when we told her, she was, like, she was shocked, weren't she? She was like, oh my, yeah. I never knew. I was, oh yeah, I was standing up, snapping my knees to make myself look youthful. And we were like, okay, uh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Just don't do that anymore. Do, do not do that anymore. Yeah, don't do that anymore. It's not working. <laughs> Same thing, slow it down. But that's a perfect example of an easy fix for someone rather than her taking medication for 10 years because her knees hurt. Yeah. We found the, we, we found the cause and stopped, stopped it there rather than looking at the symptoms and giving her medication. And that's what, that's what the NHS is doing now. Yeah. Now, let's, let's go above that. And, um, you know, we pretty much know that the, pharmace- the pharmaceutical industry monopolises the, the markets, all markets, so they want to sell drugs. Yes. Now, they don't want to fix you. Healthy people are, are not worth any money to them. Healthy, bad consumers. Bad, healthy people are bad consumers. They're mm-hmm. not good at all. So they don't want to fix you. They don't want to solve the problem. So going back to the knees, they don't want to tell you you've got hypermobility. They want you to keep taking painkillers because they make money from those painkillers. Yeah. So... You know, they and that that's the way this industry works, and unfortunately, it goes through to the national health, yeah. and it's through the Western world. So here's a is a fact for you: um, in America, 86 percent of all marketing budget. So this is all marketing budget. So we're talking about Coca Cola and Snickers bars and yeah KFC 86% of all marketing is paid for by the pharmaceutical companies so they're obviously <laughs> trying to sell something aren't they yeah and what are they trying to sell drugs hmm. so why are they pushing it so heavily well because they make money from it it's a, it's a good market yeah it? so great market our industry the governing body in our industry the ones that decide on what drugs pass and what vaccines pass, they are heavily funded by the pharmaceutical companies. That's in this country. So they're paid. They take money from the pharmaceutical companies. There you go. So why wouldn't they try to push these medicines through to us? Uh, they, they do, you know. Oh, yeah, people rely on it. We're, we're being controversial, but I think everyone knew we were going to go that way at some point. Um, yeah, these are facts. It's all factual. It's all factual. And it's but, common sense as well. Yeah. So they want to sell us these drugs. They want you to buy them. So if you're healthy, they're not making any money. If we, let's no. face it, the pharmaceutical companies make billions. They make billions. If we all become healthy all of a sudden, they'd be losing billions. Yeah. They, they, won't think, they can't give you drugs for everything. And that, and that goes for, for most companies, really. If you become self-reliant and you don't get your cost of coffee in the morning, go for lunch at Burger King, do all that stuff daily, you're not being a good consumer and they're missing out on money. And if the government did say to us, uh, okay, guys, time to eat healthy now. Obesity is on its high. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to reduce uh, sugars. We're going to reduce this, reduce that. Well, there's going to be an uproar for these these companies, these fast food places, because they're not going to make any money anymore. The world's got to go round, isn't it? And bear in mind, these people fund the government. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's heavily. It's what happens in America. Uh, it's look. It's called lobbying. That's what lobbying is. So lobbying is when a, a company gets together. And they pay money towards the government to get what they want. So if they want a law changed, they will fund the government heavily to get that law changed in their favour. That's it's, it's lobbying. It's, it's done. So we, you know, we know it happens. It's the same in this country. 
during you know during the pandemic, it's common knowledge that a lot of the MPs invested into the mask companies and things like that because they knew what was coming. Oh yeah. look, we're going to mandate you know we're going to make mask wearing com- uh, compulsory. Everyone's going to have to wear masks. Here's an idea: let's invest into the mask companies and make some money. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they did because they knew it was coming. Yeah. And it happens all the time. The trouble is that all affects our health. We're as well as our detriment, always. Yeah, so they're making money from pushing these drugs to us that maybe we don't always need because we're just stopping symptoms rather than looking at the, the cure or yeah. curing the problem. Um, and people are making money from it. Yeah, they're, they're creating problems to reap the rewards from them. So Pretty I, sad. Yeah, I think the way the pharmaceutical industry is running, and bear in mind, the biggest criminal, crim, this is criminal lawsuit, the biggest criminal lawsuit ever was a pharmaceutical company. They were fined millions and millions for selling a drug they knew was hurting people. And it went to court and they were found guilty. So this pharmaceutical company was found it's criminal activity. They're criminals. Yeah. And they're still they're still operating today. Yeah, and that's the biggest. So, so you know these. The, you, you, so back to the point. You can't always trust the government with your health. Do your own research. Always research everything. Look at it yourself. Take some time. And if I keep, you know, basically, what I've been saying to the members, if there's if there's a time you should take control of your health, it is now. It is now. With the NHS is in a mess. Um, that's a fact. We know that. We've got nurses here. We've got paramedic here that trains here. We've, she's told us some uh, things about the ambulances uh, and that what's going wrong with them. So we gather this information from a lot of our own members. Um, you really must take control of your health now. Take control now. So how do we do that? Well, first look at your diet. I strongly believe that most of the illnesses and diseases that we get today are linked to diet. Linked to diet. Um, it's like let's, let's use the, the, the big horrible cancer okay cancer's horrible everyone knows someone or lost someone to it um, but we've all have a chance of getting cancer so why do some people get and some people don't well I strongly believe food has a lot to do with that what we eat there's a saying you know you are what you eat the analogy I use is if you take a piece of wood and you soak it in water, and you put it in a dark place in put your some shed. some sugar on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that piece of wood is going to be consumed by mould, because it's wet, and it's dark, and it's damp. You're giving mould the perfect environment to grow in. Now, I believe when you feed your body bad foods, you're giving cancer the perfect environment to thrive in. So you're giving it all these chemicals and all these nasty things, uh, and you're, you're basically causing inflammation of the body. Now, what we know nowadays, again, your government won't tell you this, but the research is there showing that an inflamed body is an unhealthy body, and a lot of it is about inflammation. So if you are, if you do have IBS or bad uh, stomach, that's causing inflammation of the body, and that can then create other problems. So we need to look at reducing that inflammation. Well, how can we do that? Diet, straight away. Look at what you're eating. Yeah. So if we get our food good... That's reducing the chances of getting cancer because you're giving your body a good environment. So there's, there's cancer cells in our body at all times, but it's that balance where if you're giving it that environment, as Darren said, you're allowing these cells to become more. There's more of them. Yeah. So it's about changing your diet to 
prevent that, to stop the spread. Put your, put your body in a good place where it's not inflamed so these cancer cells don't have the ability to multiply. Yeah, that's it. And good food, you know, keeping your body in a good place, stopping the inflammation of the body. Everything's balanced and healthy. And it, hopefully, you won't get cancer. Um, you but still your might. Your chances are reduced. Your chances are, are reduced. reduced. And that's all we can do. Now, we can all get cancer. You know, I, I, I say about myself, I've done everything I can to be healthy. If I get cancer, well, that sucks. But <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, I've done everything I can not to. I've done my best. Mm. doesn't mean that we won't, but we can certainly try not to. Why wouldn't we try to keep our body in a healthy place? Yeah, and not just for you, but for, for your loved ones around you. you. You want to be on the planet for a long time. Everyone does. So take these extra steps. Just help yourself. Reduce yeah. the chance of getting cancer. Do what you can. Eat whole foods. Eat healthily. Look after yourself. So, again, that starts with food. So, you know, all, all illnesses, diseases, uh, it's all about the environment. So food, what you put in your body, has a massive bearing. Of course it does. Um, so, you know, we all know we should eat a very nutritious diet, very healthy foods. Ultra-processed foods, I believe, are what causing the issues with the body. That's what's creating these illnesses and diseases. Ultra-processed foods are full of chemicals, nasty things the body doesn't understand, can't handle very well, that causes inflammation of the body. Once your body's inflamed, that creates other issues that can lead on to illnesses and diseases. Just going off that topic, right? Mm. I saw something online recently. McDonald's French fries, they're made with only a certain type of potato. And uh, when those potatoes are grown, all the, the um, and all of the ones that have little spots on, thrown away, they're using that. McDonald's will only use potatoes that are completely pristine. To do that, they spread a certain type of pesticide on their potatoes, which kills this type of um, insect. It's called potato scab, I think, isn't it? Yeah. 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 There's, 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 there's one type of creature, and it causes it. They, they, so they spray pesticides over their potatoes to kill this creature, so they end up with really nice potatoes. Those potatoes have to be left for like three months, I think. I might be wrong. I, might be, I don't know the actual statistic of how long it is. They have to be left for a long time. The field, they can't go into the field. The field is so toxic. Polluted. Such, polluted. Yeah. They have to leave it to simmer down before they can collect the potatoes. Yeah. And people are eating that. People are eating it every day. And that's generally with lots of food. There's so many nasty things they put in our foods to preserve it. Um, but yeah, that, that's causing inflammation in the body, which generally can make you ill or make you unhealthy. The next big thing is sleep. You know, sleep is so important. Uh, people don't realise. Same time you heal. You, you heal when you sleep. So sleep is so important uh, for your health. So get your diet right and then focus on your sleep. So little tips for sleep. Try and set the same sleeping pattern. So try and go to bed the same time every night. So it's a circadian rhythm. Yeah, isn't it? circadian rhythm. So try and go to bed the same time every night. And set yourself a target of being in bed for eight. Nope. Sorry Dad didn't put his phone on silent. Sorry. Rookie mistake. Um, Mine's not on site either. <laughs> <laughs> so um, place yourself in bed for eight hours. You might not sleep those eight hours, but put yourself in bed for eight hours. So if you go to bed later in the evening, you stay in bed later in, in the morning. You have a longer sleep in. Yeah. Uh, if you go, like for myself, I get up at uh, six o'clock, 6.30 every morning. So I generally go to bed about half nine, ten o'clock to get myself those eight hours in bed. Uh, a case it's called circadian rhythm and once you get that into that balance of that I know it's not always possible but once you do that's 
it's obviously very good for your health so sleep's really good for your yeah. health if you have one really late night it can take up to four nights for you to actually recover fully again if you step out of that rhythm yeah and you can have a little nap in the day it depends on your work but napping in the day does work I've mastered napping yeah now. napping does work uh, just about 20 minutes half an hour I've got the ability to just shut off now and it, you just slip into deep sleep just enough that when you wake up again you just feel refreshed it's magic it's so good to do yeah, and, it, and it, the, the study supporting it, it does work. Mm. I, I think, you know, we used to nap. Uh, we used to go and hunt and forage and come back in, have a little nap, then go out again. Um, so napping can be a great way of gaining a little bit extra sleep. So there's nothing wrong with napping. Nana naps, we call them. Nana naps, yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that at all. So you can utilise nana naps. It's absolutely, you know, it's absolutely fine. And also uh, caffeine, uh, no coffees or any caffeine at all after four o'clock. So keep your caffeine consumption before that time because it can stay in your system for when you go to bed and you don't want to disrupt your sleep. So no coffee before four. Yeah, so uh, for sleep, let's talk about that. So yeah, uh, reduce caf- uh, caffeine. Obviously no stimulants uh, as in uh, any other stimulant, but also stimulation from uh, online, looking at YouTube screens, things, screens, yeah. TVs. So that's blue light. So yeah, mostly blue, you use blue, blue light. light. Stimulate certain part of your brain that keeps you awake. So unless you're using blue light glasses, but just don't look at any screen. Well, do you if wanna... you've got a laptop, you could actually have. Um, I think there's one called Flux. F L U X. That's what you've got on your. Yeah, that would adjust your. So you can adjust your laptop at a certain time. It goes to yellow screen, so there is no blue light. So that's Flux. F L U X is one I'm aware of. Um, and then you know, generally stop watching TV sort of an hour before you go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, and then like looking at your emails, things like that. Generally, anything that stimulates your brain, you want to stay off of. Like if, if I'm working in the evening, I'll try to just finish and go straight to bed because if I start looking at screens or, or trying to absorb more information, it just gets my brain active again. So it's good to have about an hour of nothingness to just let your brain calm down. So when you go to bed, there's nothing on your mind keeping you awake. So that's a good thing to do. Just have an hour grace period after your working day or whatever, just have an hour to chill. Yeah. Um, make sure your room's not too hot. So make sure there's nice airflow in the bedroom. So you don't want to get too hot. That that stops sleep. So what's it? you want to have a cool room, really. It wants to be definitely yeah, cooler cool. than hotter. So um, if you are hot, you can put your feet out of the bed. So take your feet out of the bottom of the blanket and cool your feet. Because if you cool your feet, it cools the rest of the body. There's so heat regulation, that, that's feet is to do with that, aren't they? If you're yeah, you can out. actually, yeah, yeah. Just put your feet out the end of the bed. And you can still sleep and you so won't get silly cold, but that will help. Sensors in your feet, receptors. Um, any lights in your room. So if you've got these little lights on your alarm clock, little lights shine anywhere, uh, block them off. Like Cade, I know, for example, he's used electrical tape and he's taped. He's <laughs> taped <laughs> markers. Yeah, taped all the lights in his bedroom. So any yeah. little bright lights you have anywhere, like a standby on the TV or uh, I say from the alarm, a little lights on the alarm clock, anything like that. Just get some uh, tape, some insulating tape, like electrical tape we use black, and just stick it over the top of those lights. So you want a completely dark room that will help you sleep. And a blackout curtain helps as well. Blackout the blinds curtain. that can cover the light completely. Yeah. Um, and then such things as you know, don't you know, don't have your phone next to your bed on. Uh, at least put it in standby or in airplane mode. You don't want your phone close to you when you sleep. And not don't sleep too close to Wi-Fi or anything like that. But um, yeah, there's some, we've gone on to sleep there. That's another whole podcast. But um, we've got sort of a few ideas. So sleep's important. Food's important. Obviously, water's important. Uh, you want to drink plenty of good quality water. Water is life. We filter all our water. We have two filtration systems. 
so we filter all our water so water is extremely important for your health as well yeah, yeah. combining that with the sleep topic we just had uh, sip water in bed don't gulp it if you gulp water it makes you want to pee quicker so it's good to sip water slowly and you won't your bladder won't fill up as quick so you'll be getting up less in the night so you get a nice full night's sleep yeah, and then um, and again, don't uh, eating late at night does not make you fat. It's a myth, but eating late at night can cause digestion problems. So it's yeah. not a great idea. Your body starts absorbing the energy from this food because I, I find if I eat before bed at the same time, two o'clock in the morning, bang, I'm awake. I'm like, oh god, I need to go to the toilet. So my body just either starts or finishes digesting whatever it's had, and it just ruins my sleep or ruins everyone's sleep. So yeah, no food. Yeah, so don't don't eat too late before you go to sleep because that will give you. So it doesn't make you fat. That's a myth. We discussed that, didn't we? In our we did, yeah. But it can mess with your digestion. So that's another thing that can affect sleep as well. So um, yeah, eat. Try and eat a little bit earlier. I say that with me, but you know, our, when we're on shift, we finish at nine o'clock, and I have a little saying to my members: I can come in, I can moan about how tired I am, grab a beer and a packet of crisps, or I can go and cook a massive meal, which I I can't be asked to do because I'm tired i've just been you know dealing with people um so i just come in have a very simple meal and go to bed as long as my uh, you know if you go to bed hungry it, that can affect your sleep as well so i don't want to get better go to bed hungry i just want enough food in my stomach so i can sleep without overindulging so i just choose to have a tiny little meal of some kind and go to bed yeah uh, um, burger crisps yeah 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 don't do that. <laughs> certainly don't do that so um yeah, so back to this, the topic of this podcast is, you know, don't take, necessarily take, control of, your take control of your own health. Don't necessarily hand your health over to the government. I don't believe they always have your best interest at heart. I don't believe they do. I think it's turned into a, you know, it's like it's, it's like someone running a business now. The care's gone. Um, That's the thing. They are. They, I get it. They're over. Overworked, yeah. they're overworked and over and they're trying to make things more efficient but the thing is when you're dealing with people's health it's really important to have that care and when that's gone uh, the, the people that need help just don't feel important anymore and it just takes a lot longer to deal with it's it's they're in this limbo where they're making people unhealthy they're increasing their workload it's just they're just going around in circles here it's, it's a vicious circle giving themselves more work but making people more unhealthy. Yeah, it is. And I say the help's just not there anymore. So, uh, and again, over the years, if we look at some of the guidelines the government have introduced on us, they've been wrong. They've been absolutely wrong. So, you know, and they haven't openly said they were wrong either. They just, a lot of those guidelines people still use. People still use the food pyramid and things like that. So a lot of things they actually tell us are wrong. They're not true. The eat well plate. The eat well plate, yeah. The primary the food school pyramid, and yeah. Um, they're not right. I think the food pyramid was like 1992. That was the original one. It went to the eat well plate. Um, so they got it wrong. They got it wrong. So they do get things wrong constantly, even more so now, I believe. Uh, so even more reason, it's your health. It's personal to you. So you look after it. Don't just hand your health over to someone else and expect them to fix you, they don't care about you. No, they don't care about shit. They don't, they don't care about care. you as much as you care about you. Hundred no. percent. I guarantee your doctor doesn't care about you more than you care about you. Oh, oh, Susan, how you been doing? How you been getting on? Well, I'll give you a little personal call. See how you're doing. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, it's never gonna happen. So really, 
you really must take control of your own health. So if you get an issue, what's the cause of that issue? Don't just call the doctor or visit a chiropractor or an osteopath and say, this, this is hurting. Analyze it. Think. Think, why, why is that hurting? What am I doing that creates that pain? What am I doing that's given me this issue? Because if something's hurting, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. It might be arthritis, you know, something you... It's just... You know, generally, you don't just hurt. You know. You don't just feel ill. There's, there's got to be a cause for the problem. You can't just, oh, I've got this, and live with it. Try and do something about it. And so many people do. How many times have our members said to us, I thought I was old, and this was the way it was? <laughs> now, they've been here, training here for a long while, and all of a sudden... You got younger. I didn't know. I thought this pain was always there. I thought I, I was destined to have a bad back my whole life now because I'm in my 50s. Yeah, it's just then they come here and they've completely changed their life. Their back's fixed. You know, don't write yourself up, off, sorry. You're not old. You're not, you know, you've got a bad back. Why do you have a bad back? Why? What, what's causing that mm. back problem? What is it? Let's, let's have another look at it. Yeah, we find this occupation for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people, their jobs doing... We have one lady at the moment who's just, in her work, it's just a repetitive movement. And it's given her tennis elbow, pretty much. We've had a postie getting in and out of his van, causing his leg to hurt. We see hairdressers with one, one shoulder higher than the other. A lot of the occupations, if you're doing something constantly and repetitively, as we've said before in previous podcasts, whatever you do consistently, your, your body gets good at it. And if it is doing this one movement over and over, and over again... Yeah, you're going to wear your tendons down. Mm. You're going to get ailments. So you've got to look at your, as I said earlier, your daily life. What are you doing in the day repetitively or consistently that could be causing these issues? And when you find that problem, then you can deal with it. But rather than just pass it on to someone else that will just put you on medication for the pain, try and figure it out. Try and figure out why, why, why am I hurting? Why is my stomach upset? Why, why am I, I've got these issues? There's always a reason and you just need to find the cause of the problem and not go to the uh, use the NHS where they just want to give you a medication to stop the symptoms of that issue. You yeah, know? and that's the thing. They're just reading. They've got a tick box list saying, right, he feels like this. He's got this pain here. Right, I, might, I need to prescribe him this. They, they don't know you as well as you. They, don't, they can't see the full picture of your life, but you can. Yeah. So it's important that you have a look at it and you make the best judgment for yourself. Don't rely on someone else to do it because that's just not going to work. It's going to take a long time. And we're all different, aren't we? Everyone's yeah, different. Exactly. We're all different. So you you know you better than anyone else, yeah. like I said. So, um, you know, and being blunt, stop being lazy with your health as well. Don't be lazy with it. Don't just, oh, this hurts. I need to go and do this. I need to call them or see them. no. Analyze it. Do your own research. What am I doing on a daily basis that might cause this problem? Exactly, yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh my God, it was that. Mm. It was so simple, but why didn't I see that? And then you go, okay, let's focus on that now. Let's make some changes. Let's try that and see if that yeah. it most likely will help. But unfortunately, we're becoming very weak as a human race. We want to, you know, we've got so many issues and problems nowadays and we just want to pass them on to other people. We don't want to deal with them. Um and I just think now, good luck with that. You know, yeah. you need to start taking it in hand because you're going to struggle otherwise. And I believe it's, it's very easy to get in contact with someone to help you with these problems. But there's a, going back to the mindfulness of the first episode, I think there's good discipline. If you make factoring help your health 
a, a major part of your life, it's good for your character. It's good for discipline. It, it does. It's good for your headspace. If you're constantly seeing people for all these issues, you don't want to be doing that. You want to be doing stuff for you and making yourself happy. Um, exercising, eating well, it's good for you. It makes you feel good. And it's good to have knowledge and be able to control your health, not rely on someone else. And we, we've, we've heard that in here. People have told us, they said, you know, you boys are giving me what I needed to take control of my health. I, I thought this was how I was. I thought this was it. And you made me realise that it's not. And you've now made me look at myself better with my diet and movement and things like that. Hmm. And, that, and that, that's kind of what we do here. And that's what we want to pass on from this podcast to people. You, you, ta- you can take control. Yes, it's going to take a little bit of work. But you will learn through that process. Going through the process of researching it and finding out, you, you might get to the, the issue of your cause and go, oh, 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 that was it. All that time it was that. I can't believe that. Okay, right. I can deal with that now. I can make adjustments to that yeah. and hopefully work through it. I've just saved myself going through you know, the NHS, all these problems. And also, you know, through the pandemic, save the NHS. They don't want people in there. Well, again, if you're looking after your, your own health, you're saving the NHS, aren't you? There we go. You're not yeah. bothering them with the, with your time. You you can fix something yourself. What a great point. Yeah. What a great point that is. Yeah. So, you know, literally start. Uh, the NHS are great with. Like, you break your arm, go in there, they'll fix it for you. But if there's a chronic issue and it's a little bit more like IBS, then it's a lot more complex than that. And what's the chances of you seeing a gut specialist? Well, no, really you know, you might not make it that far. You might make it as far as a GP that puts you on medication and that's as far as you're going to go. Um, so, again, taking control of that and trying to figure out yourself, it, it saves all that. It, it saves you trying to, you know, because you have to work the system now as well. You can't just call your doctor and he's very helpful anymore. You've literally got to fight to get what you want. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had to play, I've had to play the uh, mental health card before just to get looked at. Yeah. And I've I've been to the dentist for a problem for another oral problem, and he put in my referral that it's it's giving him mental health issues, it's making him depressed. It's it's not it's not it's quite a minor thing. But he knew he had to work the system. Yeah, to get you, you have to get because the whole mental health thing is really trendy at the moment. And if you put that in there, then they're gonna look at it more, which is it's wrong. Really, you shouldn't have to do that. But mm. they can't have depressed people walking around. Well, unfortunately, it's getting more and more that way now, isn't it? Um, but, you know, as a human race, we're becoming very, very broken. So if you listen to this podcast, uh, take control. Take control of your health. Put some effort into it for the health of you and your family. Well, yeah, your, exactly. Family, friends. If people see what you're doing, it's going to just rub off on them. They're going to start doing what you're doing. And slowly but surely, we'll make the world a healthier place. People will start looking after themselves more. And... Well, yeah, and, and 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 don't blame things. Or you know, I've been doing this ten years now, and you know, I, I had a whole series of it was like a trend of anxiety. Everyone was suffering with anxiety. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't understand. Well, you know, we all have anxiety issues, so we see trends in things. Um, and you know, don't blame something straight away for your problem, just because something's wrong doesn't mean it's your initially it's your menopause straight away doesn't mean it's that don't blame it for that you know have a look again analyze it it could be menopause but it might not be 
You can't blame that for everything. Oh, I can't think straight, it's menopause. Oh, my back hurts, it's menopause. Oh, I'm not sleeping, it's menopause. Oh, I've got sweats, it's menopause. Everything's menopause. Yeah. Um, it could be, but it might not be. So don't blame these things instantly or start, you know, pointing a finger at something, saying it's, it's that. It's not always that. It, it's, now, is it menopause or is it all that shit food you're eating on a daily basis? Uh, you're consuming terrible well. food. I do and, feel like people point the finger at these things just so you don't have to address the real issues. As you said, but they are eating shit, but they can point the finger at menopause yeah. or point the finger at IBS. And blame something else. Blame something else. Oh, it's just because this bloody... This, this going on. Yeah. Well, no, it could be other stuff as well. Yeah. Look at your diet yesterday. You had, you know, fried breakfast followed by McDonald's for lunch and KFC for evening meal. So don't, yeah, don't always just point the finger at something. We all have issues. Everyone has issues. Um, but again, try and break it down and, and look at the root cause of, of those issues rather than pointing the finger at something and trying to blame, blame something all the time for your problems. Uh, some, you know, if you take control of that, then then you're becoming stronger in nature. You are taking control. You're learning from that process. Mm. And effectively, you're giving yourself more time, more more time that you would have lost getting in contact with the NHS or looking up, looking online about stuff. If you're healthier, then you're just saving yourself time again. You, you generally don't get problems. Mm. We don't get ill. We don't have to go and seek medicine anywhere because the way we live, we don't need to do that. So we're saving time. Mm. So next time you get an issue or a problem, do some research, analyze it, have a look at what's going on, see if you can figure it out before you contact them. Don't just call someone expecting them to fix you. It, you know, it's not always in their interest to fix you. It could be in their interest to, to, to cure the symptoms by giving you a painkiller or something like that or selling you something. Um, try to look at what the issue is and fix it yourself prior to bringing other people into that equation and learn from the process. And uh, as we progress, it, that is going to become definitely more important because the NHS is not going to get any better. I don't. Well, it's not going to get any better. It can only get worse. Oh no! It can, yeah, it can only get worse. So, um, so now's the time to take control of your health. So take control. Do it. Do it. Do, do it. it. Cool. All right. Well, I think we covered that. Uh, we we got straight into the meat and potatoes of that. We didn't even do an intro or anything really. Um, there isn't going to be an episode next week because we are in Turkey. Yeah. We're on holiday for a week. So episode five will be in two weeks' time. And uh, we'll cover another topic of our choosing. And again, so, if there's anything you, want to, anything you want to know about or you're interested in, let us know. Get in contact. And we'll talk about that uh, during our podcast. Other than that, yeah. So um, sorry if we offended anyone. It, it was always going to go that way at some point. If you know me, you know it's going to go that way. <laughs> so sorry if we offended anyone, but... Some if, things need to be... Yeah, everything we say is from the heart. And a lot of these things hurt sometimes because they're true. You know, you don't want to hear it. You literally don't want to hear it. All right, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Yep. Take care, guys. All talk right. to you soon. Bye-bye now. Bye.